0: Your eye like a bigger beats a pie that's more red When the world seems to shine I give have had too much wine that's all red When the moon hits your eye like a bigger beats a pie that's more red When the world seems to shine I give have had too much wine that's more red
1: Bells will ring to ring X gon' give
2: it to ya Fuck wait for you to get it on your own gon' deliver it to ya Knock knock open up the door to spill With a non-stop pop-up pop and stainless steel go heart getting busy with it But I got such a good heart that I make a motherfucker wonder if you get it Damn right can I do
1: it again Make make, 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 make homegirl shine I'ma keep it written Got a 4 wheel drive I'ma keep it written
3: I party all night I'ma keep it written
2: keep Keeper in word hard like a should. I'ma keep her red Yes, how good? I'ma keep her <laughs> in. I got to keep her red. Down home rapper, and a lot of y'all folks still call me a cracker.
1: I'm a storm cloud coming in and bring down the heavy rain. Red Zone, we are back, baby. It is the <laughs> end of the season collab cast. We have the Red Zone podcast with me, Patrick, and Tough, but tough is not here i have jake allen subbing in how we doing fellas oh my god that's jake's music
4: i'm filling in for <laughs> Lufa x i am and... a substitute, not a replacement but i'm not the main event tell them what they've won moji
1: oh you heard the redneck music <laughs> the redneck rumble is joining us once again it was such a big hit last season uh kind of doing our season wrap-up so i decided let's bring them back they have their own intro music this year and i am so pumped that everyone is around so fellas how we doing yeah,
3: uh, I'm doing. I absolutely love the intro music emoji. I, I'll tell you that right now. That was beautiful. That's awesome. I didn't man. listen to I, the whole thing until I, I
1: appreciate it. Andy, what was
2: which, that noise you made, Spencer? <laughs> that's, I that's thought Spencer was bay. yelling.
1: I thought you were blowing away. I was, I it, listen. If this hurricane hits, I hope you stay safe. But if you blow away, please let it be on the pod. Our ratings are going to go through the roof. You know, so. it, all right, fellas, let's let's jump into it. Um, I think we'll start with a little bit of a kind of division recap, go through the division winners, and then obviously, you know, we're going to get into those wild card races. Um, so we will start going over divisions. I guess we could start in the AFC East. Um, you know your boys winning that once again. Uh, better year this year from JP going 10-6. and six. The Dolphins kind of sitting at that doorstep of the wild card, still waiting to see what happens with the Steelers. They may sneak in there at 9-7, much better year, and then RIP to Glenn at (laughs)
4: 2-14.
1: I don't know how you guys had this division shaking out this year, but I guess we'll start with Pat. What are your thoughts on the AFC East?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of what I thought it would be. I I think you're wrong. I think the Dolphins can't get in because I think they get eliminated by the Bills automatically. But besides that point, Um, yeah, I mean, it's exactly what we thought it was. I think it's a great season from the bills. Um, he's somehow still playing good without Allen. So I I like his looks going into the playoffs, but uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I've spent saying you're going to win the division every year since before the season cycle started. So it's just what we expect at this point.
1: Awesome. Spencer, what are your thoughts on the AFCs?
0: Well, I'll be honest. Um, I, I didn't think it would shake out this way. I kind of felt like the Dolphins would kind of sink back into where they were last season, but not to the same extent. But, you know, I knew that you would probably win the division. I knew that J.P. would, you know, be at that 8-8 eight and eight kind of range, but he's exceeded my expectations. 10 win team. He looks good. Um, even without Josh Allen, that's really impressive. Um and it sucks for Glenn, but eventually you gotta make moves to to take that next step forward. So I think the AFC East is strong. I think they're probably the, the best division in the AFC.
1: Ooh, that's that's a little spicy. I got two AFC South guys here that would beg to differ. Uh what a joke. Speaking of, of the ASC South, one. Jake, I'll let you go next.
4: What an absolutely terrible take from an absolutely <laughs> terrible red zone mind. That was a <laughs> that was a futile attempt, a futile attempt rather to suck up to our gracious host here in the podcast. Uh, I don't know for sure that the Jets will win every single year. I mean, it might be a safe bet, but the Bills have been hot on his tail every single year. If you look at the comparison from last season to this season, all the teams improved. It looks like Glenn took those four extra wins he got from last season and distributed them out to everybody else (laughs) in the AFC East. Uh, Very good to see Black Magic is not going to be in the doldrums of the American Football Conference in the red zone for the entirety of the cycle. He bounced back in a big way this year, and uh, speaking of handing out things to your division mates, it looks like he gave all those terrible interceptions to Glenn, who threw a mind-numbing 60 interceptions on the season, mm-hmm. so he seems to be right where he's going to be for the entirety of the cycle. The, the fun dance is going to be between these three, so I, I like the dynamic that you, Black Magic, and JP have, but best, best division in the AFC
1: is a joke. Yeah, we're probably the third best, honestly. Uh, the worst oh, is, no! Over us too. no! No, no,
3: no. ASC <laughs> North, bro, don't forget us up
1: here. All right, let's 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 hear it. Let's hear it, Andy. What are your thoughts?
3: Um, As Spencer said, I thought Black Magic would not even be in playoff contention just because how he was last season, and he lost to me last season, which I said on the last one. If you lose to me, it's Terrible. Um, but I'm, I'm very excited for the playoffs. I haven't really like looked at how they all have shaken out just from the, what I've seen. I'm very excited to watch these, like what I see as elite users go at each other and I'll definitely be tuning in to as many games as possible.
1: Yeah, this AFC East was interesting this year. This is how I thought it would shake out last year, where we were all within a game or two of each other, and that's not really how it went. Uh, It really became a two-horse race halfway through last season. Um, But this year was a lot closer, and and I kind of pulled away early because I started so hot, but these guys came charging in late um, and made really good pushes towards the end of the season. So good work by the AFC East. We will move on to the AFC West. No surprise there. The Denver Broncos sitting atop at eleven and five, um, but then it kind of cooled off from where it was last year. This division was on fire last year. Uh, the Raiders took a step back. The Chargers are sitting here at seven and nine. The Raiders are seven and eight. They still have to play tonight, I believe. Um, and then you have your Chiefs at four and eleven. I just don't have words. I love you, Smita, but this is this is atrocious. Uh, what are your thoughts, Pat, on the AFC West?
2: Uh, I think it's starting to become the division I thought it would be earlier on, where the Broncos are, you know, clearly the dominant force the Raiders are you know they're still there you know they're not gonna see the playoffs this year but a lot of that comes down to it's just so hard to get wins in this division because one you have to beat the Broncos and he went two and three in the division so yeah he he most likely I I don't know exactly but probably split against the Chargers and the Chiefs or only beat the Chiefs and yeah it's gonna make it tough when the Broncos are going five and one in the division to ever really have a good chance at catching a wild card spot so I, I really think it's ending up where it's going to be for most of the rest of the cycle where the Broncos, you know, are kind of running away with it each time. Unless Spitta and these Chiefs somehow get a defense or learn how to play and start winning games like he used to.
1: Yeah, I'm not anticipating that. Uh, Jake, your thoughts?
4: (laughs) So what's interesting here is of the 16 teams in the AFC, the Chargers actually were one of six teams with a uh, four, at least four division wins the chargers i think more so than the broncos and the raiders were the, the the story of the afc west we all know about how good these guys can be in the afc west but more so than any of them the chargers one and seven start absolutely killed them you see his record now standing at 7 and 9 if you don't have that absolute collapse at the start of this season which I think was spearheaded by Adele's Hail Mary which absolutely killed the morale in Hmm. in the Los Angeles locker room uh, then I think we would be looking at the Chargers and the Broncos sitting at 11 wins right now I don't think that's an unreasonable statement to make Tico took a huge step back but because of the charge the Chargers are what made this division move Uh, Aston's always going to win 11 games he's always going to win 10 games he's going to be there the Chargers are what led this to be a balanced division this year. I don't think that's going to be the case going forward. I'm going to give my benefit of the doubt to the Chargers moving forward, and I think he'll be up there with Aston bouncing back and forth for the remainder of the cycle. As far as a playoff outlook goes, Aston is always a threat to win. His Broncos team is not where he would want it to be right now, so I still don't have him penciled in as a Super Bowl contender this year. Uh, but he's he's a tough out. I mean, it's Aston. There, there's really nothing I can say that hasn't already been said. I still think the AFC West is a very strong division, and I think Ian Johns especially will show that he is on Aston's level more than he did last year.
1: And if there's anyone who knows what it's like to lose by a hail mary, it would be Jake Allen. Um, <laughs> right. and, and
4: and anybody who knows what it's like to lose to Aston, I'm I'm a fucking Swiss Army knife over here. <laughs> on the
1: That's why we brought you
4: in. Let's keep talking about Jake
2: losing. Let's get him in that you mindset. Losing mindset.
3: Wait, who lost to Aston?
1: Oh, be here we go. Here we go. All you right, Andy, alive, tell maybe. us about that. <laughs> <laughs> that that, that may be the most shocking thing I've seen in maybe Red Zone history. I don't really know, but uh. Obviously, you won that game. What are your thoughts on the AFC West?
3: Uh, I still, I don't care if Asin lost to me or not. He's still, like Jake said, like he, he's a threat to win it every year. I don't know how I did that. Um, I went into it with a different mental game plan. But um, like you brought up the things about the Chargers, IJ is pretty good. I've only played him like once since I've been here. But uh, uh, I, Asin's gonna, I think Aston will do well. I don't know if he'll win the Super Bowl, though. I don't, I just don't think he can. Spencer, your
1: thoughts?
0: I'm going to go ahead and put this out there early. Um, I have Aston losing the Super Bowl, but I'll say that the AFC West has taken a step back. And, like, I think, like, you hit the nail on the head there. When Ian Johns took a step back, so did the rest of the division. We knew that, and I had more faith in Spitter this season than I did last time. I didn't think he would be as awful as he was in season one. There's no way he could have done that again, but he proved me wrong. Um, and Tico, unfortunately, <laughs> did take that step back. Um, but, I, I mean, you can say all day long that, you know, Aston is going to run this division. He is, and it's already been said. But um, I would like to see more from this division next time around.
1: Cool. Let's move on to the AFC North. Pretty surprising, and you got him credit. Somehow, Prue slept his way to a 10-5 and record. <laughs> I know he's playing right now. Do we have an update on that game? Uh, I do show. not have it up Crew no. is down 13 20 in the okay. third quarter. So he's down seven in the third. Plenty of time left. um He is playing the Steelers, who are sitting at eight and seven, trying to scratch and claw and get to nine and seven after starting eight and you know? oh. um and then you have your Ravens at nine and seven. And I can't believe the Ravens don't win this division every year. And then Andy with four and 12. Is that <laughs> well, better than last year? I think
3: it's better well, than better. last year. Two of them were AP. Don't be, Don't be misconstrued.
1: <laughs> 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 okay. All right. So we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on your division? I know obviously you have the most experience playing these guys. Uh, you know, what, what do you think about uh, how this shook out?
3: Um, uh, Like, of course, everyone's going to see blueprint up top. King John did surprise me. Um, this from last year, I can't remember how, I I know I beat him once, I don't know about the second time, but I didn't think he would make that big of a jump to even be, what he start like 8-0 or whatever? Um, Mm -hmm. Pru just has a really good team, like running back wise, if he can make Baker Mayfield serviceable as he's been, um, he could make it to where he is now. And then I'm just sitting there playing games, having fun with Joe Mixon. So that's just how the division has been since, uh, since the uh, cycle started.
1: Yeah, we know you like Joe Mixon, unfortunately. I didn't know that he he got uh, his dev trade reversed, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. We'll we'll get to that. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely surprised that, you know, this kind of shook out the way that it did. Uh, Jake, when you look at the North, did you see it coming out this way or or did you have it, uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure everyone probably picked Baltimore going into the season to win. Where were you at? Based on
4: general roster strength and history of what I've seen in the red zone, I did pick Baltimore to win the AFC North. I did not expect King John's to come out 8-0, but I said it when he started in his hot streak that it was all a fluke. And it was like, if you look at the actual numbers and you look at how he was winning and who he was winning against, you could tell there was going to be some regression. When you start 8-0, and though, you have some room for error. You don't have a, enough room for error to lose the next eight games, or he hasn't lost a Pruitt yet, so the next seven games. Uh, so I he landed about right where I thought he would. The Steelers team still needs a lot of work, especially uh, with the way he plays with last year Fromm and this year Haskins. Uh, The one person who's impressed me, and it started from last year, is Pruitt. Like, I don't understand how he's doing it. You talked about making Baker Mayfield serviceable. Forget serviceable. He's an MVP candidate. 32 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, and that's 15 interceptions during the Madden 21 cycle, which is equivalent to like nine in most other cycles. The dude does not make very many mistakes. He's got an incredible backfield, and that's what's propelled him to the start of the division. And I would argue that at the right blueprint is regressing in the way he's uh, primarily focusing on the development of his rookies instead of trying to win football games, uh, that the Browns would be the favorite heading into season sixty-four, no matter what Pruitt does in the playoffs.
1: I don't hate that take, honestly. I'm I'm kind of right there with you. Um, it it's just it's again Blueprints just doing things that you don't expect him to do, and just focusing on things you don't expect him to focus on. And yeah, I mean nine and seven is like a it's an OK record, but with that roster, like this is a twelve win team. You know, I mean, I, I know he lost a couple pieces. He tre- made some questionable trades and I know he, he got won 14 last in. year. I don't think right. it's
4: acceptable to drop that, that, that far. I, I think you yeah. have to win at least 10 games with how strong that roster
1: is. Yeah. I I don't know, man. Um, Pat, what are your thoughts? Yeah. So
2: with the how many AP games did he win?
1: He, two. yeah, it was two.
2: Just two. Okay. That's,
1: and yeah. a sim. And a straight sim. Two AP games and a straight sim.
2: And just a straight yeah. sim they never played. There was never a score in.
1: They disconnect. Uh, no. Did he? No, I that don't think the... their schedule's matched up. That was the situation. Right. Uh, uh, I don't know. I remember
4: advancing, and it, it was a straight sim from the very beginning. I don't okay. know. If so,
2: he three wins. Three wins that he had nothing to do with. I just... The Browns team's great, and they're going to get their chance at the playoffs here. I just don't really have them as the top team in this division normally. I think... the I mean, the Ravens... Clearly took a step back this year. I'm not sure why. Um, and he's been quiet about it. So it happens. But I actually like the Steelers. You know, they went 8-0 on an easy roster, an easy schedule. And then I played him about six times this season. And he, he has a good setup. He's getting, He has a great base of how he's running the ball. I think he just has a few things to work out in the passing game. But if he figures that out and gets a more well-rounded passing game, I think I could you could see them take the big step forward. So, and literally, I think they could become the NFC North champions going forward this year. We're going to see what the Browns can do in the playoffs. I don't expect a whole lot unless he gets a, an amazing running game and combine that with Baker going off. And his defense should play good no matter what. So he is scary. You don't really want to match up with him. But, you know, I, I see the Steelers taking a step forward next year. Hopefully the Bengals, you know, figure out how to split their carries and... Going forward, do a little I didn't better. Have and
3: problem with that, man? I didn't get a suspension. <laughs> we'll, what are you talking about?
1: Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> All right, Spencer, your thoughts before uh, while we wrap up the AFC
0: North. Man, Andy, I need you to to play better. Okay, like I want Whoa. you to do well, we'll bro. We'll get to this. We'll get
1: to hot this. hot meat kettle. I have things
3: ben. on my chest. We'll get to. thing, <laughs> are telling
2: someone to play better. Hey, we'll
0: get I'm a cheerleader, bro.
3: I'm a Toph cheerleader. Is freaking dog leashing you through your
0: division. Hey, Toph would dog walk anybody in your division. And that's facts. Because King uh, John is dog walking people. Have you and you he's not even Aston? on the sticks. Have
1: you beat asses? <laughs> <you beat> <laughs> yes. Aston? He's using his brother's way of arguing <laughs> against him. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to hear that. Have you that's the most beach argument ever. It's horrible. You ever
4: ring? <laughs> Where did y'all ring, brother? <laughs> oh, my
1: God. <laughs> I'm sorry, which one of us in here beat Ashton? Oh, cool, it's me. All right, will use Just that second. until the
3: day that I walk out of red zone. I swear to God, with the Bengals.
0: All right, listen, uh, this is being honest. I, I, I really thought King John would do better than he did after starting 8-0. I would expect him to get to somehow 10 wins. He has not done that. And he's got a good defense. He should have, you know – He has a a mediocre quarterback. He's got a good running game. He didn't split carries right. Whatever. We can talk about that all day long. Blueprint has to be better with Lamar Jackson. It it is what it is. And he's got a good team. And he should be winning this division by a landslide. Pruitt looks good. He's playing conservatively. He's making smart decisions. His defense looks great. He's got, you know, Miles Garrett. He's got Denzel. They're making plays. And this team and this roster, if they have a good coach that season, they're going to do well. And that's why he's in the playoff position, and the others are not.
1: I agree. I I think it's impressive, like – crew has figured out that hey my running game is elite i'm gonna use it i'm gonna lean on these guys he's got that two-headed monster back there and he sets himself up to make safe smart throws use the play action and put baker in a good position to be successful so i think you got to give him credit as sleepy as he is he's done a great job of you know i mean these last six wins he has i don't believe any of them have been ap or anything like that Uh, i'm pretty sure that was earlier on in the season so he's done a great job um the Steelers see like even if they make the playoffs as good as that team is and as good as he's played I I just don't trust Haskins to do it I don't trust him to get it done when the pressure's on say he's down a touchdown and late in a playoff game like is that the guy you really want marching your team down the field yeah sure anyone can lob it up to Claypool and hope he jumps four guys but you know that stuff's only gonna work so much um I I, I didn't love the trade when he made it to go get Haskins I kind of still don't after seeing him play this year but we'll see how what pans out for him moving forward haskins is still very young uh, moving on to the afc south i have two of you assholes in here Colts sitting at 12 and 4 very impressive after the way jake started i kind of thought he may dropped a couple games early uh killings wasn't fantastic to start the season but then he rattled off a couple wins he started putting up a ton of points locks up that one scene sitting at 12 and 4 you have the jaguars somehow are in the playoffs with dan the archer archer uh <laughs> sitting at nine and seven the titans falling back down after 1 year after being in the Super Bowl dropped to 8 and 8 and the Texans at 7 and 9. Um, I guess we will start with Pat here. Uh, don't bring up Archer, but please give me your rundown I, of the AFC South. I
2: won't bring up Archer. I'm happy you gave his full name in the announcement. But yeah, I mean it's easily the most well-rounded division in the AFC, maybe the entire NFL. Um cuz you know, the Texans in last place in the division sitting at 7-9 very easily could also be a playoff team that people would also not look at it as an easy out. So really the way you look at it, the fact that the Colts went 5-1, and one, losing to the Jaguars in the division is super impressive because none of these games are... You, we don't have a team where you can just knock off a win like you do in some of these other divisions. So to sit at 12-4, 5-1 in the division, super impressive to you, Jake. Um, I hope we get an l in the playoffs. Maybe we'll be so lucky. Enjoy your bye week. But uh, it's crazy. I, the fact that the Titans dropped off Like this, you know, I I benefited from it. You know, easily would have been a battle with him for the playoffs. But, yeah, it it just shows what this division can do. He went two and four in the division, and that's why he's not, you know, he never had a shot at the playoffs. It's a a tough division, fun division. I think we're going to see every one of us, unless Killings just becomes amazing, every one of us win the division at some point, and they have all of us have multiple playoff runs. And, you know, I, I like how it's set up right now. And I wish the best of luck to the Colts and Jake.
1: Yeah, as long as Pat finds a quarterback, I think he'll be all right moving forward. Uh, Jake, what are your thoughts on the AFC South? So uh,
4: the only other division in the entire red zone that I would consider on the AFC South level right now competitively from a pure football standpoint would be the NFC West. And I know Jim is sitting at the bottom of that. We'll get to them later at 6 and 10. But if you're talking about the best division, you don't have any easy outs. You don't have a a Glenn or a Terry or, sorry, an Andy. You don't have those under-4-win teams. You know what I
1: mean? He's sitting right here. Pat's Pat's absolutely right. He He can be disconnected.
4: Lucky,
1: he got, to got a tough Go out. Oh, I want to hear. He's better two eleven.
4: Glenn beat me. Glenn beat me, but we'll, we'll move on. Yeah, so how? Yeah, I don't know, but I mean, it's any given Sunday. The the parity in the g- league in general is better, but uh, about this division, I'm super, super I'm
1: super happy. I'm super. lucky. Can you hear me? He oh, I, I definitely lost Jake. All yeah, right, we so leave. we lost Can you hear Jake me emoji. <laughs> oh, Jake's back. We oh, lost him oh, back.
4: Yeah, thank you, Zencaster, for being a fantastic platform. That's besides the point. All right, it's a (laughs) trial. So listen, this 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 division this division I compare Pat to Pruitt. A lot. And you could take that as an insult if you want, Pat, but I don't think it is because both of you guys are number one and two in uh, backup running back rushing yards. You were number two, and then, of course, he had number one, and you both had a 1,000-yard rushers. The way you play is very, very similar. The only difference is you have a much worse quarterback, and you make much worse decisions with that quarterback. But you don't need to use Dan the Archer-Archer as much as Pruitt needs to use Baker Mayfield. So it's a balance. I think that Rock is one of the worst decision makers in the division, and it's not close, but he doesn't need Ooh. to do it. He benefited from being able oh to God. dominate people with his record. If you remember the Miami Dolphins when they introduced the Wildcat in the late 2000s, how that worked out the next year when everybody learned how it worked, that's what I really compare Rock to this year. His team got a little bit worse, but you didn't expect the fall off that it did. I'm lucky to be sitting at 12-4. and four. There's no doubt about that. I won six games by three points uh, this season. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. I do wish the best for Pat as well. I I think he gets a bad rap based on his reputation for previous years. Um, his defense is awesome, and the way that he runs the football this year especially has been really good. The AFC South, I'll contend at least for now, is the best division in the red zone. I don't think it's close. It Maybe the a- NFC West, like I said. but oh, The NFC uh,
1: West I'm, is a Super Bowl winner. So yeah, well,
4: Let's, let's take excited. our two
2: chances go get a ring so we can actually
4: yeah, prove that I'm, in I'm effect. Excited to, I'm excited to see what the playoffs bring for uh, for my guys in the South.
1: All right, great. I'm glad this Slurp Fest is over. Uh, Spencer, your thoughts on the South?
0: Yeah, I'm not here to slurp on the South either, uh, even though I'm from the South. <laughs> um, here's the thing, man. Jake looks really good with that quarterback, and we knew that when he shipped off his entire future for this quarterback, he was going to invest in him. And the team looks good. They're young. They have a good core around them. And Jake has done well with that team, um, even though I don't want to slurp him off while he's in there. It's disgusting. And Pat looks good. Uh, the Jags are good. I had to send him my best offensive tackle, my best player on the team, um, to to field a roster. But you know, it's obviously it's not the only reason he's where he is. He's making good decisions. Um, I don't know how he did it with that quarterback, but he's there. And I expected Rock to, to be on, on top of this division again. I'll be honest; that was my preconceived notion from the beginning of the season. Is that he looked good with Derek Henry? He figured out how to play with him, even though it's not hard to, to flick the right stick up. And he looked really good. Um, I expected the Texans to, to play at least you know above the 500 record and the threshold there. But you know he's going to figure it out. Um, so this and it is a very good division. Um, I, I still am impartial to. The AFC East, but the South is definitely um, reigning king of this division this year, or of this, I guess, conference this year. I should say. And we will
1: finish up with Andy. Your thoughts? Um, I
3: expected Rock to do better. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, especially coming off of a Super Bowl, but uh, I'm not going to be on. I'm going to be honest with you, Moji. <laughs> I forgot what division we talk. It's talking my past division still.
1: Bro, this guy has two beers, and look, we're in the AFC South, and he <laughs> I doesn't want- even know what's happening. You brought up, you brought up, you brought up, uh, you brought up the Titans. So bro, come you're on, gonna, anyway.
3: you're gonna help me out. Bro. Is this still past division? Are We moving on? Yeah, oh, the oh, Colts, okay. the okay,
1: Jaguars, the right, right, I'm good, I'm good. Will I'm you good. tell your girl to leave you alone so you can focus? So- so, no, so wait, just real quick, it up. looks all like
4: right. Andy, right. Andy's using Beach's strategy of argument, and he also has Beach's alcohol tolerance. This dude is <laughs> falling apart in, in the middle all of the all right. odds. So here's he said two much for
1: lemonade. And cool. this say,
4: I
3: think Jay can do very well in the playoffs, and he may have got lucky disconnecting against me. But we'll never know. I'm just kidding, but uh, uh he he did beat Aston
1: to, if you didn't know.
3: He's starting yeah. to figure. Yeah, did beat Aston. So why not another red zone blue blood? You know what I'm saying. Oh, we know, but uh, <laughs> um, I think it's a very great division. Um, Jake is figuring stuff out. Um, I haven't been keeping up with Pat that much, even though it's my guy. But he's made the playoffs and we're happy for him. And if Pat and Moji go against each other in the playoffs, I'ma tune in, even if I'm at work, because they can fire me because I don't really like working. 100 oh, percent That's a but, must-see matchup. But uh
4: especially Pat's after gonna the, get this fucking Especially
3: work. after the plug pool. We gotta see. When's the last time you beat me Moji? Games.
1: I don't pull the plug though when I'm losing, so that's the difference. The Moving on oh, to the Burn. NFC North. <laughs> we have the Packers locked it up. No surprise there sitting at eleven and four. The Bears in second place at seven and eight the lions in third at three and 13 and your Minnesota Vikings at two and 14. Kind of how I predicted this shaking out. I expected the Lions to take a little bit of a step forward, maybe win five or six games this year. Uh, The bears kind of right where I had them Um, was hoping maybe he would improve a little bit, but I know he did, you know, traded me, Allen Robinson. That's not going to help the offense. He lost to Cohen. That's also not going to help the offense. Um, Lions, I expect a little bit more in the Vikings until he gets rid of Kirk Cousins and has someone else in there. This is just going to be a shit show. Um, Kirk has been a travesty and I love Icom, but we you got to figure something out, man. We, we got to figure it out. Should have another nice haul of picks this year be able to s- spread that around, fill out this roster, maybe spend a little bit more money this offseason, um, plug some holes, and-, and hopefully turn this thing around. But uh, you know, to me, this was no surprise really how I thought it would shake out. Spencer, what are your thoughts?
0: I think we all knew, um, and we've beat this horse to death already, uh, especially in our last podcast. But Lefty is going to win this division 99% of the time, and he's proved that again and again because this roster is very good. Lefty's been there before. He's been in the playoffs. He's uh, he's been a division leader, you know, his entire career, at least that I've known. And he's pretty good at Madden. And the other guys, um, I I like the Lions roster. I thought he would do a little better. I like their secondary. And Wofford played pretty well for the most part. Um, but you know, Beat Ovens, you know, he's he's flirting with the 500 level record. It's pretty awesome. Uh, you would never expect that from Beat Ovens. Um, to be honest. I'm just going to be completely uh, uh, just honest there, but uh, the Vikings, I really want to see more from Icom. but like you said, Moji, uh, as long as Kirk Cousins is taking up part of that salary cap, you're not going to see a lot of success from this team. Um, what is he going to do with that pick? That's something to watch us off season. Um, But yeah, we're going to be having the same conversation next year.
1: Yeah, and I didn't scout quarterbacks, um, obviously, but I don't know if there's a guy that's even worth taking in the first round or two. I'm not sure. Um, So it'll be interesting to see what Icom does there. Um, Jake, what are your thoughts on this division?
4: So there is a quarterback worth taking in the first round, but definitely not at the number one overall pick. We kind of alluded to it earlier on in the Discord chat. We think he may trade that pick, and I think it would be a good idea. I don't think quarterbacks is issue. Kirk Cousins on the ratings side is, is not a bad player. Uh, you would expect him to be a little <coughs> bit closer to the one-one touchdown-interception ratio. Let me give you a stat here, because I'm trying to give stats for each division. Uh, other than, Le- Lefty was the least intercepted uh, user in the red zone this year. He had ten. Lefty threw ten interceptions all season long. Every single other team in the NFC North threw at least thirty-four. That is Ooh. bananas. That is absolutely bonkers, and that's the reason. I think these I'm guys cool. need to learn to adjust. They need to stop throwing it downfield. We're not playing Madden nineteen, Madden twenty anymore. They need to learn to te- take these real life checkdowns. Like sometimes you got to take a one or two yard pass, and they're not understanding that clearly. Uh, it is good to see Beat Oven up there at the seven and eight. He won seven games last year as well. I don't know how much of that is him being a product of a weaker schedule, weaker schedule, or a weaker division hopefully he continues to improve. Lefty's going to win the division every single time. I think he is I he's in a he's in a position much like Aston in the AFC right now. So I I wouldn't pick him to win the Super Bowl if I had the choice based on the other teams that are in the NFC, but he's always a threat, just like Aston. I think everybody can agree with that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, you kind of say that going back to beat, but it's like he wins games every year that are like, holy shit! Did he really just pull that off? Right? He he gets like at least yeah. one of those a season, sometimes two of them. So, I mean, with some weaker competition in his division, I think that this is going to be his new like average, being around anywhere from that like <coughs> six and ten number to maybe nine and seven. You know, if he has a, a little bit of a better year. So, I, I think that's kind of where he's at. Um, he's not a two to three win team anymore, which is nice. It's nice to see him start to progress a little bit and, you know, start to inch closer towards that playoff territory. I know he's still got some work to do, um, you know, but it's good to see that at least it's not another cycle of him just kind of beating his head into the wall, winning two games and, you know, picking first or second in the draft. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, Andy, before you fall asleep, can I get your thoughts on this division?
3: <laughs> um, like everybody said, Lefty's going to have this all year. I don't see any other team competing with him, especially how the Vikings have been going. Um, The Lions have been iffy as well. They just traded for – they got D4 and he tore me up. But I don't under really understand why because I don't see him competing. And the Bears, that's that's a tough team to get if you ask myself because they don't really have that guy on offense and, like, you're really just stuck in the middle of, like, rebuilding – I guess. And I personally just don't like Mitch Trubisky and think he's garbage. But uh, I think Lefty's going to have it all year. I don't remember the score to our game. And it doesn't matter when he plays the Bengals, but I know he walked me all game. So uh, that's my thoughts.
1: Isn't Trubisky in New Orleans now? Yes.
4: Bro, give me a break. (laughs) Who is my backup? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Who's his quarterback this year? Did he Nick, start Foles? Nick, Who do you he? Nick, Nick Foles and Ryan Fitzpatrick.
1: I know. I saw okay. Fitzy a couple times, either, and it kills way. me seeing him in Chicago. Either way. Oh, oh, don't either way. Hold on. Man, hold man. on now. I got to stop you before you do any Fitzy slander, so choose your next words carefully.
3: I'm not saying – like, I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's a fun guy to watch. But in Madden, like, especially with that offense around him, what's he going to do? You know?
1: I agree. I don't hate that take. Patrick, your thoughts?
2: Yeah, so Spencer, next time, just say Lefty's going to win it one hundred percent of the time. Ninety nine percent just isn't a possible statistic. Like, Who what, knows? We play in a, the lies step up. Well, yeah, but then they win it one time. He's winning it eighty percent of the time. Like, 90, we have to play a hundred seasons to get to ninety nine percent of the time. It's <laughs> like, it's
0: just, a-
2: just like throw out a re- realistic statistic next time. But yeah, I mean, he, he he's going uh, to
0: continue, Patrick. One, <laughs>
2: And and by the transitive property, which I just learned from Andrew, Lefty's greater than Aston because you know who did who did Andy beat? Exactly. Aston, bro. Who did the Packers say, beat? Yeah. Andy. So yeah, clearly Packers probably the number one team in the league. Um, but yeah, they're going to get a shot every time to go to the playoffs. I just don't think they're ever going to win it. Like kind of like what Jake said, it. I wouldn't put my money on him getting a Super Bowl this year. Because as good as he is and his, how he's not throwing his throwing interceptions, he has a great running game. The defense is going to be good with Kenny Clark there all cycle. I just – he doesn't overpower teams. And I, I think that might be an old thing, I believe, and maybe it's different. I haven't played him in a while. But I still just kind of believe that he's not going to get it done when it matters. And then you look at the Bears who just blew off a game because they can't make the playoffs and Lefty's playing – AP, just he's going to get wins against the Lions and Vikings. He's not going to get a whole lot of wins elsewhere. He's going to end up going 4-2 in the division. So he won four of his seven games against the Lions and the Vikings. And so just like you said, he's going to get a few wins elsewhere that we never expected him to get each year. But unless he can string together a few more, he's not going to get to that 9-win, 10-win mark to make the playoffs. And then you have the Lions and Vikings and... Unless I can works out some magic and the Lions get a new team, I I just don't see it going anywhere. So yeah, it's lefty's division. I hope beat pulls it together, but I don't see it changing anytime soon.
1: Yeah, he's gonna win that division the whole cycle. Uh, I think you scared Spencer away because he's now gone. Um, well, moving just... on to Spencer's division here in the NFC South, a great time for him to just dip out on me. Um, <laughs> Speaking about our co-host, who is also not here, Stephen Reed. So this is just going well in the NFC South. Uh, you have your Bucks at 14-2. Obviously locked up the one seed. Um, just a, another great season from him defensively, just doing things that, you know, pretty pretty unheard of. Under 300 points allowed. I, he might be the only team in the league that's under there. I have to check. Um, you do have the Panthers with a much better season this year, kind of rebounding from a league sitting at 9-7. and seven. You have those garbage Saints at 5-11. and 11. And then we have the Falcons at three and 13. Kelly just has not figured it out and he is struggling mightily. Um, This is really outside of, the Panthers being 9-7, I probably had him more in that 7-9 and range. This is really how I saw this one shaking out. Um, you know, Reed just steamrolling everyone. And hopefully the Panthers do make the playoffs because I think he's done a lot of good things. And he's played really well this year. So I'd like to see Malik get in. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. It's going to come real close with these tiebreakers and stuff. Um, oh, Spencer's back. Spencer, can you hear us?
3: You might, have his mic,
1: you might have his mic muted. Look in the bottom. This, this All shows right, Andy, you do your best Spencer impression and break down the NFC South for me.
3: Uh, I saw Toph walking us from the beginning. Uh, I knew my team was going to be bad when we got rid of Drew Brees, but we wanted it to happen. My league really impressed me coming, getting close to the playoffs. And I don't know what – being Aston's best friend, I don't know what Kelly's doing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, That's was pretty a lot Better than I thought. Oh, yeah, was so good. <laughs> All right, now give me your. The breakdown. southern
2: guy doing a southern impersonalization is the best.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Andy, Andy you, you I, did I lose you? Give me oh, you your breakdown doing? now. Not cool. you being Spencer. Yes.
3: Okay. Cool. Oh, mine. Okay. Um, Toff Toph is Toff's been doing really well. I I think he's in my Super Bowl prediction. I got to look at my notes in a minute. Um. I I don't expect Spencer to do well. I I watched him play in the red zone before I was in there and I wasn't he lost every game, I'm not gonna lie. Um Malik surprised me just having that Panthers team, but he does have McCaffrey. And uh Kelly, I like from what I understand, Kelly and Aston are friends, right? Am mm-hmm. I wrong? So I thought he would do better. I thought Aston would kind of show him the way, but i he he'll get stuff. He's got some old guys like his.
1: Best this is so disrespectful because he doesn't understand the history here. And I oh, fucking love it. <laughs> I'm amazing. not gonna
4: tell him. I'm not gonna tell him either. Keep going. Andy. No, this Wait, is great. Me. Keep going. Oh, no, know. no.
1: Keep going. Keep going. Okay.
3: So, but he does. His good players are aging. Like Julio's up there. Matt Ryan. I don't even. I don't even know if he's still
1: there. Since I got him. definitely he's definitely not, still playing. He's in All Tampa. Right, All
3: right. <laughs> Stop playing with me.
4: <laughs> but uh.
1: He no. is the Bucks backup quarterback. No,
4: I'm, I'm I'm serious. He's in Tampa.
3: Are you actually well? All right. Well, yes, That's Tampa. just how I saw it playing out. Spencer's trash. That's my last. Thing.
1: All right. Good. Uh, Jake, your thoughts. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so the uh, the NFC South unfortunately has become a one team division. Malik showed a lot of improvement this year. Uh, I said from the very beginning, when I was on these pods or when I was doing these predictions, that Kelly wasn't going to be the same Kelly that led the Rams to multiple Super Bowl championships back in <laughs> Madden forever ago. Uh, but you know, it, I'm st- I'm I'm actually impressed that that Toff has been able to hold down the fort in this division even after the regression and the loss of the players that he had. It'll be interesting next year because. I think he is going to get another good quarterback. I don't think we're going to get a rebuilding toff where he's playing with these 67 overall QBs. Um, he's not quite as careful now as he's going to need to be going forward. And I know that I'm not really talking about the Panthers, Saints and Falcons, but they don't really deserve to be talked about at this point. It's all the Buccaneers. They're the Super Bowl favorites right now in the NFC the only team I could see taking them down. I mean, it's any given Sunday, but I like the Cardinals this year for the Super Bowl. Uh, that's a spoiler. But I, I think the Buccaneers have everything that it takes. I think Toff can easily make it to the Super Bowl. And going forward, if Malik continues to improve or, and, and upgrades his roster and continues to show that he is willing to make moves in free agency and doesn't just kind of fall off, you know, as, as we get to seasons four, five, six, and the cycle guys kind of... Stop taking it seriously and don't show up as much. I don't think Malik's going to do that. And maybe this will be the Panthers division going forward after Brady leaves.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, that's a good point too with Brady because he did regress pretty significantly. He lost two really good abilities going into this year. Um, so I, I didn't see him going 14 and two. I thought maybe he'd be in like that 12 and four, 11 and five range. Uh, but man, that defense is just so good that, that the front oh, yeah. four he has is ridiculous. They get, so much pressure. Um, you know, his linebackers are really good. The secondary is good. So he's done a really good job. Pat, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah. So, Spencer, you know, this is a sim league, correct? Like, how do you disrespect the dome like this and go one and seven at home? Like, the, the Saints don't lose there. Like, just, I, I don't understand how you do that. But, <laughs> but moving on, yeah, the Bucks are great right now. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it here first. Next year is the Falcons' year. It's Kelly's year. He has his rookie quarterback.
1: Year for what? To pick first? What, what are we talking about? No.
2: To win this division. He's going to come in. He's going to win the division or, next year. Have you year.
1: gotten into Andy Stash?
2: What? No. So, you look at what he did this year. So, he drafts the rookie quarterback. Not one of the best in the draft, but he clearly went out and made an attempt to try to dev him. He, he didn't. He's not going to succeed at it, but he threw for almost 3,300 yards, 30 touchdowns. But then you look at his running game and he has Todd Gurley and has this. And Todd Gurley ran for two touchdowns. So what I see there is he was just very much trying to get Carter to be who he wants him to be in the future, because he he has to do that for this team to be good. I think he's got there. And so I think when he comes back and he gets the running game together and he stops throwing the interceptions because he's not forcing the ball passing, and he gets back to smart throws, he's not going to be a three and thirteen thirteen team anymore. He's better than that. And the Bucks are going to take a, take a step back. Even if he gets Like, fills the hole at QB. It's not, it's, you're just half filling that hole. Like, so, he's going to come into the playoff race. The Saints are going to drop to the bottom of the division. If the Panthers take a step forward, there's a possibility, but I see them taking a step back, and I think it's going to be a battle of the Bucks and Falcons, kind of how I thought it would be when the cycle started. I didn't expect, like Jake did, that Kelly would be this bad, but I think going to the third season is when he's going to finally pull back together, have his team kind of where he wants it to be a little bit more. And the Bucks are going to be falling apart.
1: I honestly don't think the Falcons are winning this division once all cycle. Um, Spencer, are you with us? Real Spencer.
0: I'm here, guys.
1: <laughs> no, I don't he think said he's, he's here. Is. I don't think he's here. So,
0: there you go. I have no emoji, so if I get, oh, to oh, get yeah, a him. he can't but...
3: hear you. So we'll have to relay yeah. your stuff to him. Please do.
0: Okay, so I'm going to do my take real quick. Uh, uh, Toff did a really good job. See if he can speak. Uh, once again, it's it's he's, he's in a hurricane. Tom Spencer Brady's really right good. Now. Oh, I can't hear him either. That's so weird. All right, <laughs> oh, go God. ahead, Spence. This app, man. All right, Spencer,
1: go. Am I, Am I good?
0: Go. Okay. <laughs> All right, so Toph ran this division. Um, I don't think anyone is surprised by that. Uh, I really thought Kelly would take a step forward. He didn't. Um he actually did the same thing he did last year, unfortunately. But he's, you know, we've seen flashes of him in the past. I hope he does take the step forward. But I'm really impressed with what Malik is doing. Um, he's actually uh, for one for one of the future segments. I think he's going to be that that team that takes the next step forward into the playoffs. Um, I think with the team building aspect, with the gameplay aspect, he is superior uh, in more ways than me and Kelly are right now. Um, I think I'll still continue to be a third place team. I don't think the Falcons are in a roster position to take any step forward anytime soon um but you know it'll be interesting i, I could have done a lot better um just a couple of questionable roster moves and ended up making me having to uh field a roster with a bunch of old guys and i can't make excuses for being awful um that's what it comes down to yeah it, it's the truth so
2: onto the nfc east i, I would transfer so moji knows we're back um, we got the Eagles
1: That may never show up on the pod. I don't know. I may have to cut that whole section because if I can't hear it, it's probably not coming in. So
2: go ahead, Pat. And we got the Eagles at 14 and two. It's another very well-rounded division with the Cowboys and the football team. And then there's the Giants, whoever fucking coaches that team. I think I heard that they said they're going to be great again. I, I don't even know how you could say great again as a thing, but yeah, I, I'm excited outside the Giants to see where this goes. I think the Eagles have a really good chance to uh, make a Super Bowl run this year. Um, I think, I personally think they're the the favorite. I know Jake thinks the Bucks are. I would go to the Eagles, and then the Cowboys took a big step forward this year. I really like what he did. like Greg really, you know, coming together, going three and three in the division, the same thing as the football team. It really sucks that after a long study today, and I'm sure we'll get into it more, that it looks that he's going to miss the playoffs. And Weed's going to get in, which for anyone in the playoffs, I'm sure they would have much rather seen White Greg. Uh, Jake, what are your thoughts over here on this NFC Well,
4: uh, I'll start with telling you that that's the second time you've misquoted me on this podcast. And I do appreciate that because <laughs> I know you're trying to get in my head already. Uh, I do not think the Bucks are the favorite in the NFC. I think it's the Cardinals. I'll restate that. Uh, as far as the Cowboys and the football team go, I am very surprised that they share the same 9-7 and seven record. But I still think that... You're looking at a one-year like a sophomore Cowboys team still has an incredible amount of talent versus a football team, football team that has Marcus Mariota at the helm. Weed's got to figure some stuff out. He will. Uh, I still think he's going to be a force to be reckoned with in the playoffs. I think that 97 record is very, very misleading, and he could easily knock out a favorite in the NFC. Somebody like the Packers or the Buccaneers if he gets that far. Uh, he's a sneaky team. If Madden gives me some nonsense and puts white Greg in there, like you said, I think most people would rather see white Greg. He's, he's a lot more predictable. I think, uh, I think he plays, he's going to take this as an insult, but he, he plays a lot more Madden than Weed does. Weed plays a lot more football and that hurts them both. Cause you have to play Madden in certain aspects and weed hurts himself by playing <laughs> football. Sometimes the division belongs to the Eagles, Beach said Beach clearly didn't give two shits about the red zone this season. Hopefully that's not indicative of the future. Hopefully he does come back and he actually starts caring about his win-loss record so he doesn't continue to win two games every year cuz when you have a team in a division like the NFC East that's just not there, it's it really sucks. Like you want all four of your teams to be present and you want all these games to be relevant and hopefully we see the Beach that showed up against the Buccaneers and not the Beach that showed up the other 15 games. Um, the Eagles are the biggest threat here. It's not even close. Miles Sanders is a freak of nature in the passing and the rushing attack, and Adele doesn't make mistakes at quarterback. That's the biggest thing this cycle. If you can maintain control of the football and you do not throw interceptions and you do not fumble the ball, you're you got to be a favorite to win every game that you play. And um, he's clearly 14 wins in the NFC. That's that's dominant. And we'll get to his AP stuff later. But at worst, what he wins 12. That's still really good. I think Adele is a, a clear cut. Favorite to win the the division in the cycle going forward.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm gonna hop in right now. Um, I do want to use Pat's argument for Pruitt against him right now because he did kind of knock Pruitt down a peg because he had three wins on AP. You gotta kind of knock Adele Adele down the same way. Sure, he still won twelve, but I just look at Adele's roster and Wentz is great. The running game is great. Do we trust those wide receivers like H- Sharp's not. That great attribute-wise. Is this guy going to continue to get open in the playoffs when it's tough, when guys are really locked in and focused? Is that going to be the guy that you focus on? Uh, what's the other wide receiver he has? Uh, Ortega Whiteside or whatever the hell his name is? Like, Are these two guys you really want to be you know, leading your team? Probably not. Adele is a great play caller. He will game plan really well. Um, he is going to put his guys in the best position to be successful. I, I don't, I don't, I just think when he runs into some of those better teams, even Lefty, I think, can control the clock. And, and you know, if he's able to run the ball and keep Wentz off the field, I think that even Lefty can knock him off. Uh, but I definitely see Ramesu beating him. And I think Reed is going to get him this time, unless Tough kind of folds into all the mind games that Adele does play with him. I do think this is the year Toph gets over that hump and beats the Eagles. Um, I know Adele writes all the shit we say down, and and he uses it as fuel. So there you go, Adele, you're welcome. Um, go, comparing the football team and the Cowboys, uh, if I'm playing one of them, I'd much rather face the football team. I really? don't think that that roster is good. I don't. He has the really good D line, obviously with uh with Sweat and and the rookie they just drafted. What's his name? It's escaping me. Chase Young. Chase Young. Yes, that thank you. Um, with those two guys, D line's great. Outside of that team, I like they, they really don't scare me on paper. They don't. Sure, Weed's a great coach and, and we can talk about him, you know, putting putting guys in position to be successful as well. But I I'm taking my chances against an average running game and Mariota. Like that's fine. If I run into a hot Zeke Elliott, that guy's going to run it down my throat, could go for 200 yards, and could carry the Cowboys as long as he stops turning the ball over, which I know is a big if with him. He's going to do it because he's just a joke artist. But if if Zeke can break a couple runs early and put you in like that Derrick, Derrick Henry territory, that's a team I don't want to play. Because once Zeke is hot, you're not stopping him. And I know he's not going to have him next season for a couple of games, but... I, I don't know, man. If you're giving me an any given Sunday type of situation and I have to face Zeke Elliott or the cast of characters in Washington, I'm taking the cast of characters in Washington because he has really good wide receivers too, right? So even if he makes a shitty read, like Cooper could bail him out. Uh, CD Lamb can bail him out. Gallup's really good still. So it's like it scares me going against the better roster. I'd rather take... a a better coach with a, with a, I think a much worse roster in Washington. I don't think it's close between the two. Um, and, and I may be in the minority on this. I probably am, but sometimes, man, these guys just make plays and there's nothing you can do about it. I, I, you know, I'd rather face the shittier roster. Andy, what are your thoughts?
3: Um, uh, I think Adele's AP wins are not, I don't, must say as bad as Pruitts cause Adele is a proven contender. He won maybe the last or one of the last Super Bowls of the last uh, Madden. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Weezy because he's doing very well with that Washington team. I didn't expect much just because of what the team looked like on paper. and he's putting them in playoff contention and playoffs. Um, White Greg, just from what I understand in chat, is a choke artist, and he will even claim it himself. But like you say, that roster on paper is very, very good, especially that offense. And he's trying to trade off to Marcus Lawrence though, so, so maybe this is his last hurrah defensively. Um, and Beach with the Giants has he still not won a game?
4: What he's two and fourteen.
3: Oh, he won two games since the last time I looked at. He his beat record. the
0: Buccaneers. I,
3: oh my God. See, like, after...
0: Right. I, Andrew lives under a rock.
3: No, like, after hey, right, right. got out all of contention right. for
1: first pick... Andy. That's where Andy. it at. What's up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> this man... This man messages me yesterday says, yo, let me get a rundown. I'm going to do some research for the pod. I'm going to have all my shit, all my ducks in a row. This man still thinks Beach is 0-16. Oh, my God. That response was... Right, What's
4: up, bro? <laughs> but,
1: no. I, like...
3: Beach is in the tough – he's got Saquon. I knew on, I know on the podcast, I'll talk about him trading Saquon. I, I don't think that would be a good move. That would be a horrible in, idea. Yeah, what's he going to that? that? His one building – like, what if what I traded Mixon, I am 0-16 for the rest of the cycle, man. Like, you can't trade your only offensive piece like that. But, no, I see Adele with this. Um, why Greg has a roster right now that he's going to have to try to do something with. And we see it as just – he's been doing very well with what he has.
1: All right, someone kick it to Spence.
2: Spencer, you're up.
0: Oh, yeah. All right, uh, so we're talking NFC East. Um, I think it, it's very simple to go ahead and say Adele is going to lead this division um, for, I guess, for the next couple of cycles, in my opinion. Um, not cycles, seasons. Um, because he's, he's just a superior user in, in that way. He doesn't make mistakes like Jake said. Um, he's got a good roster. He kept them together despite the salary cap issues that are coming along. Now, with that being said, I think Weedseed, being the team builder that he is and the coach that he is, you know, I think that helps him. I, I said it before in one. I think in one of the the Red Zone Rumble uh, podcasts that Weedseed has experience in team building. I've watched him do things with the Colts when I first showed up. Uh, he's he's really good in that way, and I expect him to continue to take those steps forward. He's in the playoffs. He's looking good. But eventually you're going to find him at a 12-win team, I think, uh, in the future, in the near future. Um, uh, Zach is doing a really good job with his roster. I'm glad he's in the playoffs this time. Um, he's trying to make better decisions he might not with the be. ball. Not in the playoffs, most likely. No, he's, he's not. Really?
4: If Madden does it correctly, Weed will be in and he will not.
0: But there's no guarantee oh. that, that Madden does it correctly. Interesting. Okay. Well, with that being said, you know at least he's in, in contention. That's really good. Um, he gave the ball to Ezekiel Elliott. That's a, an easy, safe bet. It's going to going to score the football even with the suspension and stuff. And you know, Brandon's going to eventually, hopefully, put this team in a place where they can win some games. Uh, he's got a great defense right now, or he's a very young, good defense that will potentially become very good at some point. Um, and if he builds around Saquon on that offense, he's going to be fine. So I think the NFC East is shaking up in the way that we thought it would, um, but it hopefully become more competitive as we go forward. Thank you, Spets. Great take, Spence. Whatever it was.
1: <laughs> uh, moving on, moving on to the NFC NFC West. Um, this is our last division in this big division roundup, um, and probably what I think is the most competitive division. You AFC Southers can kiss my ass, um, but this division is just. You have, I think, there's two guys here who definitely can are capable of winning a ring, and another guy who I think is capable of maybe getting to that game. Um, But you have the Cardinals sitting at 13 and three. They were my pick last year. They did come up a little bit short. Uh, You have the Seahawks at nine and seven and you have the Niners at nine and seven. If I am correct, only one of those teams are making it in. I do not believe both are making it in. I think it's supposed to be earnest, but God knows with Madden how that's going to work. And then you have the Rams sitting at six and 10 kind of how i saw this one going as well i did think ernest would take a step back i didn't think he would you know but i don't what was his record last year i don't think he had a great record i think he won 11 games and and maybe 10 games and kind of just barreled through the playoffs um but you know 49ers
4: were 11 and 5
1: where they did he did win 11 okay cool um cardles look great murray's just he's probably my pick for MVP. uh he's been fantastic um the guy does it all he's got that team firing on all cylinders like i thought he would um you know cad pretty good year at nine and seven um you know was hoping for i was hoping for less but i anticipated him doing a little bit more um how did you guys see this one shaking out? This is such a hard division to, you know, kind of put your finger on because I do think that any of these top three guys are capable of winning it at any given year. Um, Jim is kind of just along for the ride at this point. You know, he's got to fix some things on offense. The turnovers for Jim have been absolutely atrocious. It's it's like he closes his eyes and pushes a button. Um, he's kind of in the Glenn territory, but not as bad. But it, it's been rough. Um, Jake, where? how did you see this shaking out and what are your thoughts? So I'm
4: actually going to argue in the contrary a little bit later in my take, but to start with the Cardinals do have the MVP of red zone for season 63. I think Kyler Murray has to be the clear choice. 20 interceptions is not great, but it's, it's Madden 21. This is a new cycle. We have to kind of adjust our standard 20 is pretty good, especially when you threw 40 touchdowns and you were a threat on the ground, moving the football in a multitude of other ways. The, NFC West. When I was coming in, I thought Jim would actually. T- I thought this would be his year. I thought he would step up. I was on the podcast <laughs> saying he would actually win the division in the first. That will
1: never. He will never win a division. Now, it's now this is
4: happen. this is before this is before Ernest came back. To be fair to me, even if Ernest, Ernest
1: didn't come back, I don't. Think I, that matters I I know
4: I know that especially in hindsight that it's not a good take, but. Jim still won six games in the most competitive division in the NFC. And like you said, it's arguable that they're the most competitive division in the entire league, especially when you look at their number two and their number three. All three of these guys, the Cardinals, 49ers and Seahawks, are interchangeable in where they land, depending on their roster strength in any given year. The Cardinals ended up being on top this year. Kyler Murray has developed more. Their young guys have developed more. And Romesu has found a way to capture this great roster that he has and turn it into a Super Bowl contender. I've said it many times. I'll say it again. They're my favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. I think Romesu will get his first. Ernest is a threat to knock people out. You you said it, Moji. I have to agree with you. He only won 11 games last year. Nobody expected him to be the dominant force he was. And he won another ring. So this division is going to be super interesting. Um, I need Jim to not be the worst decision maker in red zone history. Like he has been this cycle so far. Uh, you want to talk about Glenn. Glenn was worse this year, but last year he was significantly better than Jim, which is not a good thing because he was still terrible. Jim has to stop throwing interceptions, stop throwing bad balls. And at this point, my Jim take is looking real bad because he led the division in, uh, total yards allowed and when I say that I mean he had the best defense in total yards allowed and that's not going to continue those guys Aaron Donald like he lost a book he's going to lose these players that he's not going to be able to lean on this defense that long he's going to have to figure it out on offense and if he doesn't he's going to fall into the doldrums he's going to fall into these two win three win teams and he's never going to recover but I'm this I love that watching this division every game they play is fantastic the Cardinals are my Super Bowl favorite
1: Pat, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I I really expected the Niners coming off the Super Bowl to, when they really seemed to get it rolling late last season and then made that playoff run, to come through and kind of dominate. I know it's hard to say you could ever dominate this division because there are three very good teams here. And I do agree with Jake, actually. I thought the Rams had a chance, why this defense was still very good. But this Cardinals team and what Murray's done is, that's, that's tough to compete with. All I really hope that comes out of this division this season is they don't get another Super Bowl because then we cannot hold on to AFC South being the best division. If they have a Cardinals <laughs> Super Bowl win and a 49ers Super Bowl win in the first two seasons, I think our you know, any conversation we want to have is gone. But yeah, the Cardinals they look really good. The offense is great. They're they have a huge scoring differential. You know, they dominated division 5 and 1. I would like to see the 49ers see if they can make another run in the playoffs. Do we know, is it definitely the 49ers over the Seahawks going into it?
4: We don't know anything definite. It,
1: it's about. Uh, it's <laughs> we up should in be the air. advancing any second. Yeah, <laughs> right. any it's, second. We'll know we'll by really
4: So no need to speculate. I'll do it right now.
0: <laughs> Spencer, let's hear your takes. You yeah,
1: let's, let's kick it to Spence, and then we'll kick it to Andy. So, All right, Andy, so um,
0: talking the, the NFC West. Uh, I I like Jake. I um I chose the Cardinals to be the Super Bowl winner, the Super Bowl representative uh, of the conference because Romesu has done an excellent job with Kyler Murray. I mean, you cannot say enough that you know forty interceptions, not forty interceptions, forty touchdowns and twenty interceptions is a pretty good touchdown ratio. Um. You know, he's been excellent. Uh, he's built this roster, um, or and I wouldn't say built it. He has developed this roster very well because they have a bunch of young guys. Um, he's using them to their, you know, using them to its advantage, and he's playing very well. Um, I like, I wanted Jim to be better with his Rams team, but the weird part about it is, you know, Goff isn't such a demanding player in terms of salary. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to bring in a, a, a spectacular talent to add to moving the football, but the defense is still really good. He's got Ramsey. He's got Donald. He's still got these pieces. Um, hopefully, he will take this uh, that next step forward into um, uh, stepping away from what Jake is alluding to—a two-win perennial uh, show showing of those guys. Um, and the Seahawks, uh, we like to see Cad in the playoffs. Um, he's he was in my division last year. He's an, a pretty good Madden player. Um, he knows what works. He knows how to use Russell Wilson. Um, and again. You know, you can almost say the same thing about Ernest. He's taking a step back from being a Super Bowl winner, but I still think he has—he's a threat in the playoffs. He can still make an impact in some way. Um, and I—you know—I well, said the same thing last time. You know, I didn't think he was going to make. I thought you know Adele would be the the Super Bowl representative, and he wasn't. And Ernest actually won the whole thing. So you never know with Ernest; he'll show up, he'll win some games. It'll be really uh, fun to watch how this uh, shows up. And Andy, what do you think?
3: Um, I know Moji can't hear Spencer, but I, I, like I most for the most part, I agree with Spencer. Um, the Cardinals are hot. Um, what Ram is doing is is great with Kyler and that supporting cast that he has. You will not hear me say a positive thing about Cad in this podcast because he led the mix in reversal of <laughs> Mafia. So go ahead and throw that out. I ain't even talking about that team. I hope they lose every game. If he makes it in the playoffs, hope first round. Goodbye. Um, it's
2: me and you in the playoffs. I see. <laughs> Ernest is always we'll a threat. It,
3: um, Of course, he went in, and I think I picked Adele as well, as Spencer said. And he came in, and he won the whole thing. And Jim, I had higher hopes for him coming into the cycle, but because um, that defense is really good. I mean, especially Jalen Ramsey, defensive backs are a lot better in this game than they were 20. And Aaron Donald, if I use a pass rush all the time with Carl Lawson. So if he did that with Aaron Donald, I feel like he – uh, that defense can be really stifling, but uh, that's that's how I see like Ram. I see Ram leading this. I hope Cat never does. I'm gonna say that right now.
1: All right, so that's your divisions. Red zone. Oh, sorry, we just advanced literally. So let's break down these wild card matchups now that we have them and don't have to speculate. Um, the Cleveland Browns will be hosting Black Magic and the Miami Dolphins. You have the New York Jets hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, let's go. The, let's the Broncos go. hosting the Bills. Then you jump to the NFC, and surprisingly, three of the NFC West teams have made it. The Eagles will be hosting the 49ers, which is probably hands down the best first-round matchup. Um, then you have the Cardinals hosting Washington, and you have the Packers hosting the Seahawks, which is that's a pretty juicy game, too. Uh, so these are some really good games in here um how do you guys see I guess we can go game by game kind of see how they're shaking out give your predictions um I guess we'll start with Jake what are your predictions on Browns Dolphins okay so I
4: think it, it would be best to move this along to just pass to each person and have them give a quick take on each game I'm gonna go with Dolphins Brown are you
1: changing my show on me I don't I, want
4: I don't want to I I don't want to, but I mean, we're already in an hour and five minutes. So well, it just all real, quick, Quality real quick, we're going to do wild card weekend here. Dolphins and Browns. I'm taking Pruitt. Uh, Black Magic in his current state of affairs is not built for the playoffs. He's going to throw three picks. He's going to be out of there. I'm going to go down to Eagles 49ers. That's the number one game of the playoffs. I, I need to watch that game. I think it, that game could result in Adele being out in the wild card. I'm not going to pick the 49ers, but it's something to watch. Jets and Jaguars would be my number two game just because of the history, the personality. I'm taking the Jets. I don't think Pat like Black Magic. I don't think he's built for the playoffs in his current set. I think he needs more pieces, especially getting rid of uh, Dan the Archer Archer. Uh Romess is gonna run over the football team because of what Moji alluded to earlier in the general roster strength. Bills and Broncos, it's interesting, but without Josh Allen, I don't trust the Bills in any way, shape, or form. And then Seahawks Packers is super interesting because, like Niners Eagles, I think Cad's offense, his his deep offense, can uh, actually run the Packers dry because Moji has said it a million times. When Lefty gets down early, he does not play well. And and I think you can back me up on that moji. So Cad, if he gets up maybe 14-0 early in that game, the Seahawks could be walking into the divisional
1: round. So I agree with you on every (coughs) single prediction except for the last one. I think that against that Packers defense, Cad is a little too reckless with the ball. And you can't do that against the guy who's gonna limit your chances, right? So if the Packers can go out there and can run the ball and, and keep converting first downs and keep the chains moving, I think it's gonna put Cad in a position where he's stressing for that deep ball and stressing for that quick strike instead of letting it come naturally. And I think that's gonna make him for it's gonna force him into making some bad reads and some bad throws. And I I just don't see I just think the Packers defense is too good for that. His corners are too good, and I think they do match up pretty well with Seattle. Right, he's got good cornerbacks over there, and man, uh, he's got Wagner and Jamal. It's it's such a back and forth, right? Because those guys are going to stop the run pretty well, so it's it's tough. I gotta go with Lefty in this one. I think it will be close, Um, but like you said, if Cad can jump out early and start hot, I do think that spells disaster for the Packers. Pat, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, um, it's tough. So start with the Browns and Dolphins. I'm actually going to pick the Dolphins. Uh, I just don't. The Browns are clearly the better team. I just I have faith in Black Magic to come in and win this game. I I have no backing behind it. Just how my gut feels. Dolphins, Eagles are going to run through the Niners. I just I think it's a quick win. Jaguars, Jets. I mean, it's just history is just going to repeat itself. I'm going to beat you. So
1: it's you have like three wins ever.
2: Yeah, and it's the last three times we played. I I don't, don't even beat me in forever. So you know it's not going to change now. Football team. Cardinals. This is a tough one.
1: What? That's the easiest game of the whole schedule.
2: <sighs> going to go Cardinals. I didn't make it seem somewhat difficult. I don't know. Broncos, Bills, Broncos. And the Packers-Seahawks, I think, is the hardest one to figure out here. I agree. I agree with everything Moji said. I think he could get cad panicking. If Kenny's coming through the middle quick. He's not going to get the passes off. He gets behind. He's not going to be able to get to a running game. And lefty's going to control the ball. He's going to eat the clock up. And he'll win the game. But if the Seahawks can jump out to anything, they get a quick turnover, they get a forced fumble, they get something to give them any sort of lead early on. And it just reduces the risk of them getting behind. I think if it becomes a shootout and the Packers have to force it, I see the Seahawks winning the game. So it's, it's a really tough one to decide. If I had to pick, if I was putting money on it, and it was, you know, minus three and a half Packers. I'd have to take the Packers. The spread's much bigger than that. I, I'd go with the Seahawks.
1: All right,
0: let's kick it to Spencer and then kick it
1: to Andy.
2: Spencer, you're up.
0: All right, I'm going to make this quick and dirty. I'm not going to give a lot of uh, reasons as to why I'm picking who. Um, I'm going Black Magic over the Browns. I'm going Adele over the 49ers. I'm going Moji over uh, Pat. Sorry, Pat. Love you, buddy. Um Moji's just – I don't know. I feel good about that game. You didn't have to give uh, any reason. Messu
2: said he weren't going to give it to them.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm going messu over Weed Seed. I'm going uh, – I'm going to pick JP in an upset over Aston. Well, actually, I'm not going to do that because he's my Super Bowl winner. Uh, I'm, going, uh, I'm going Aston in that game. I just want to pick an upset, man. Okay, I'm going to go uh, – all right, my upset's going to be Hawks uh, over the Packers then. So, Ew. that's uh, – those are my takes. Gross.
2: Andrew, how do you feel these are all going to finish up?
3: Agree, I agree with Moji, and I hope Lefty wipes the forward cat. And I said it. I won't say anything. I will not touch cat at all in this podcast. But I got Moji, Ram, Ascent, and Lefty. All
1: right, awesome. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. I think there's some really good matchups. Even, like, the ones we think could be, you know, blowouts and potentially not as interesting could end up being really good. Um, it's the playoffs. It's red zone. Anything can happen. You know, from watching these guys bet and me setting the lines, like it's the most difficult thing is to predict these games. Um, so, man, there's a lot of good games here. I'm interested to see. I'm really interested to see how J.P. can do with McDonald in the playoffs. McDonald's been spectacular for two weeks now. But the real key is he's done a really good job running the ball. Swift has been a monster. This has been the Swift that J.P. has envisioned when he made that trade, and that trade's looking a lot better for him now. Uh, Swift has been really good. As long as this guy can stay healthy and stay on the field, I think J.P. has a chance because he does play really good defense, and that defense is tough. Um, but you got to give the edge to Aston. in that one. I, I don't think that game got enough love. I do think it will be good. Um but, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to all of these. Is there anything else before we break down all these teams and these rundowns and anything that we're – before we move on, anything yeah. anyone has to say?
2: Uh, Moji, invite sent. Let's um, do the shit live.
1: Wait, y'all playing no, tonight? We're not, we're not playing right now. You <laughs> are you playing tonight? Yeah, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll play when this is done, but I'm playing bet. in the middle of this. Um, tune in. Anyone else? Okay, great. Um, All right, we'll move on to our next segment um, now that we're done. I kind of want to touch on the non-playoff teams, and it doesn't have to be all of them, obviously. But I want all of you to give me your one prediction for a team that did not make the playoffs that you think will get over that hump and make that jump and make the playoffs next year. Uh, so, Pat, I will start with you.
2: Um, I talked about it before. I, I like the Steelers. You know, I think they are putting together a, a gameplay and a style, and they, they got the taste of winning, although it was against lower-tier teams. I, I could really see – I mean, you're already seeing the Ravens take a step back. I, I could really see Pruitt taking a step back. There's a lot of difficulties to figure out on the Browns team money-wise as the years go on. And, yeah, I think I, I like the Steelers getting their gameplay together, getting a better passing game, not just doing the lob and pray, black magic school thought, and, you know, really figuring out. He has a great running game. I, I That's my guy who did not make the playoffs this year that really has a chance to do it next year or the year's coming up.
1: Uh, Jake, do you have a team?
2: Is Jake speaking too, and can I not hear him as well? Jake's muted. I can't hear him. Jake, what's
4: up? Yes. No, no, sorry. I I made it no secret uh, during our coverage of the AFC West that the Chargers were my team. I still think they are. They're going to win 10 or 11 games next year. They're going to blow everyone out of the water with how impressive they look. Those that aren't paying attention to – what they did at the beginning of the season versus what they did at the end. I think we're going to get more of the end Chargers. Um, much like the Cardinals did this year with Kyler in his third year, we're going into Justin Herbert's third year. So we're going to get a huge improvement there. They have one of the best secondaries in the entire league. Chargers are winning 11 games next year, and they're, they might win more, actually. I, I, I'm all in on the Chargers.
1: Yeah, so I think that there's a couple of teams here that mm-hmm. are kind of like easy answers like i think the ravens are an easy answer like he should be him missing the playoffs this year is a travesty for him he should be in next year the panthers kind of got screwed in seating um they should have been in over seattle i believe uh So I I like what Malik's doing. He would probably be my pick. He should have been in this year. He'll definitely be in next year. I could see him bumping up a little bit more if he makes the right moves and kind of how Jake said, if he stays engaged and uh, keeps working on that roster, I do think he's doing good things. Um, The only other team here that I think has a real good chance to kind of like rebound I think the Texans have a good shot. As long as he doesn't blow this team up in the offseason and makes good moves and kind of builds that defense a little bit more. I don't think his offense is bad. He's found some ni- uh, nicer, young, younger players that he likes using. Uh, Watson's still obviously really good. The O-line is okay. Uh, he has a couple pieces there. I think that metals a couple of defensive pieces away he's still a really good game planner i think and i you know he's a tough out on the sticks i think he can turn it around next year uh andy your thoughts
3: um i think tico can get in there he has a high powered offense if he can get things figured out defensively um everyone knows how good rugs is i mean josh Jacobs is josh jacobs and uh I know he has problems defensively because he's in the training and help chat all the time, which I actually check to see if anyone put some real stuff in there for myself. I'm asking about defensive help, but uh, I think Tico can get in there.
1: Spencer, kick, kick it to Spence.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm high on the Panthers, man. Um, I know that they, they should have made it um, as we advance into the wild card time. Um, but I really am so high on this team because – Uh, He's figured out, I think he's figuring out with Teddy B. I I wish he would find a better quarterback, but if he, if it's working with him, then, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, Christian McCaffrey is an unstoppable force. Uh, The offensive line is doing a great job. The defense, uh, he's got some really fast guys in the secondary. Um, And you can't say that enough, you know, defense wins championships. Now, do I think the Panthers are in a position to win a championship? Absolutely not. But I think, that these guys are going to make the leap into, especially with if, if Tom Brady does take a step away from uh, from the red zone, the Panthers are going to be a team that sneaks in there next uh, next off or not off season, but next uh, postseason, they're going to make some noise. Absolutely, he's done. moji. moji. <laughs> all right, cool. Um All right, I guess we'll move on
1: and we'll go to a team that did make the playoffs this year that you think will fall apart next year and will not be here at this point next season. Um, I will start. I think the obvious answer would be the Dolphins. He's the only team in the playoffs with a negative point differential. Um, So he's a lot more points than he scored this year. Um, And I think that with teams like the Chargers and the Raiders, I expect them to be better. I think just by default, it knocks Miami out. Um, So I think that's kind of an easy answer. Yeah. other than them, though, like, the only other team I could kind of say the same thing for would be Cleveland. Now, I know we said a lot of great things early about Prue, but do you guys expect Prue to be able to keep this up and do this again for a whole nother year? He will not have Hunt, most likely. He's probably going to lose him in free agency. He will have to rebid on him. Um, I know that... He had a good year with Baker, but, like, do you trust Pru to be able to do this year in and year out? I Like, I can't see the Ravens not making it again next year, right? So, like, they have to be better in order to do that, and to do that, they have to beat the Browns. So, I, I just – I just I don't know. I don't trust Pru still. We'll see what he does during his playoff run. We'll see what his offseason looks like, but he would be my other team I would pick. Uh, Pat, your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really clear option. It's the um, Indianapolis Colts um are not going to see – the playoffs next year. They had this great, you know, rookie year with killings, and he was super safe, and he made sure he got his rookie of the year award. But that's all gone. Sophomore year is not the same. And he's he's going to get a little loose with the ball. He's going to try to prove that he is this great quarterback. And he's going to fall off. And Dan the Archer-Archer is just going to slowly come up. He's going to dominate the division. Rock's going to be better than the Colts. And, yeah, it, Jake's going to – this is his chance. I hope he does well. But next year it's just not going to happen for him.
1: Just as a statement, next time Dan the Archer Archer gets mentioned by Pat, he's getting muted. Uh, Jake, <laughs> your rebuttal. Yeah. You so uninterrupted.
4: <laughs> right. So looking past Pat's clear attempt to try and be controversial by coming after me, I'm not going to pick the Jaguars. The in terms of the wild card teams, the obvious choice is the Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins are. I, I have to agree with everything you said there. They have made a lot of mistakes. That point differential scares me a lot. And I don't see a clear path forward for them. There's a lot of teams here that, that are standing at the top like the like Buffalo, like uh, Denver, and, and in my eyes, like Cleveland, that can only move up from here as, in terms of the AFC. And the Dolphins don't fit in that mold. I think he's going to continue to make mistakes, and they're going to blow this team up after next season. If I had to pick a team that's on top of their division, it actually wouldn't be Cleveland. It would be Tampa Bay.
1: The Bucks are an interesting Thank God. team, right? I, I thought about picking them. Right. They like just a, in, it just there's so many variables. The there's so baby. many variables. Yeah, there's a lot of guys on that team that make a lot of money and If he loses Brady, he's going to totally have to change how he plays offense, right? It's not going to be the same thing he's doing now. So it really depends who his quarterback is. If he has to draft somebody and get stuck with a rookie that's like anywhere from that 68 to 73 overall range, I think he's taking a major step back. That offense is not going to run and and hum as well as they are right now with Brady. And he may be in big trouble. So that's something to keep an eye on. I don't hate that take. Um, Let's kick it to Andy, and then we'll go to Spencer.
3: Um, most of you guys, have to, I don't think Jake will fall off. Um, I think uh, the Dolphins and how just inconsistent they are Um, throughout their two seasons. Um, I think they'll take a step back. We just lost power, so sorry if you guys can't hear me. Okay, it's back on. Oh, did we lose um, Andrew? I think the Dolphins will take Andrew. that step back, I'll and they won't game. be. Spencer, where give they it are. to us. Um, just because of the consistency. Also, well, like the Tampa Bay um, take with um, so Brady leaving. I think leaving. that uh, um, if he has a rely on run game, Browns, I don't think, I think those guys he will have uh, <clears> that.
0: Especially with the rookie quarterback, and put it frankly, um, Jake's that's not against Killings, Pruitt in any way. but I think that uh, kinda, like we've spoken highly of him this way. But I just I see blueprint taking another, you know, taking his division back. Um, I think uh, that Lamar Jackson, he's going to uh, figure oh out how to play better with him uh, to use his strengths of being on the ground more. Uh, and we I think that Blueprint's going to re, uh, just retake his division once again. He's done, much.
1: Awesome. All right. So with that, I want to move on to our next juicy topic. Well, yeah, I think we're this back. This is one that I know we'll get. This It right says we're knowing. connected. Um, we're going to talk so about season secured. 64 suspensions and possible Hello. dev trait reversals. Uh, so obviously the big name is. on that list. I know you just said in main chat that he did win MVP in game. Uh, he did. Uh, but you're running back Jonathan Taylor Maybe for his touchdown this percentage distribution. He is facing a potential four-game suspension I and right. that dev trait being taken away. Um, Hello. Also on that list was Babino. I don't know if that Heath was able He's to fix that missing. during his game, Week 17. That's I'm guessing he
3: did I'm not. Um,
1: so he is also in the same boat. Then you have a three-game suspension for Saquon Barkley and the Giants, touchdown percentage. Feels <laughs> so bad for Beach because it's his own freaking player and <laughs> there's nothing he could do. And Ezekiel yep. Elliott is out for six games. Due to the touchdown and the carry percentage rules. So oh, yeah. that is a double whammy. He is donezo for a good chunk of next year. Um, Jake, I'll let you go first. Hit so, what are your thoughts? I'll, I'll
4: start with any breaking news that we have about Kendrick Babino. He he was able to basically bench Babino in the last season of the game and uh, make sure that his touchdown percentage. Nice and per, yeah, so the Babino will not be suspended. He was able to maintain the under seventy-five carries and touchdowns. Good for him. Um, I have made it no secret over the last two seasons, how much I despise this arbitrary 75% rule touchdowns carries. I absolutely agree with, I understand why it's there. We need people to split their carries, but it just doesn't make sense to me. If you're splitting your carries, what they do with those carries, why that also has to be micromanaged makes no sense to me whatsoever. That's the, that's where we live. We had a great discussion earlier, an adult conversation, which is rare in the red zone. So hopefully more changes will be made going forward. I was 1.2% over the touchdown rule, which is going to have the in-game MVP out for four games. It is what it is. Got to do what you got to do. I'm more impressed with Taylor's uh, performance overall. He had over 2,300 all-purpose yards, which I am more proud of than any kind of rushing touchdown numbers he had. I don't agree with the rule as it's currently constructed, but as we had the discussion with all the various parties, Adele was there. It seems like changes may be on the way, but until they are, I have to hold myself accountable just like we would hold anybody else accountable. you got to follow the rules. Uh, it was only one carry that separated me between the, one, the, the touchdown that put me over the limit and the final quarter of the final game of the season. You, you just can't have him in there. I mean, that's the way the rules are set up. I'm not going to complain about it anymore. I said my piece, but that's where we're at.
2: Yeah, I'll jump in. I actually agree with Jake on this. And I, I had the same argument last cycle when I had Jones. And I'd always deal with the same scenario. It's like, yeah, I'm splitting my carries. You know, I'm not, it's not like he's not getting, but you're expecting on the one yard line not to have my best running back trying to get that yard third, third and one. From the, like Yeah, he's going to score a majority of the touchdowns. He's the one with the ball in those scenarios. I don't need to give it to my speedy smaller guy. When it's just, it's how it isn't real. World. Like you're not going to put the other guy in, in that scenario, most likely.
4: And it's just it more about needs- ratings, right? It's like the guy with the higher ratings is naturally going to break these plays. You can't force a 67 overall player to score the football. That's not how it works. You can force yourself to give him the ball, but you can't force him to get in the end zone.
2: Yeah, I I, I intentionally now run with two running backs. You, you mentioned earlier how my second running back is, you know, one of the better ones in the league. Sure. And it's, it's so I don't have to deal with those scenarios. I, I trust both of them. They both score, and it's perfect. But when we talk about these suspensions and stuff, I I don't like how we have such a clear-cut, whether you agree with it or not, rules with running backs and splitting, and then it's kind of up for interpretation when it comes to wide receivers. Because if you look at what George Kittle did this year, I, I don't know how there's not talk of a suspension there. He has 108 receptions. Next person has 66. Eighteen forty yards. Next guy is nine ten. He looks at fifteen touchdowns to so the next person with six. And I understand that's not double digits more. It's off by one, but it's double the yards. Forty plus. Car- it, it's an insane for a tight end to control that much of the passing offense. And it just that seems worse than what some of the being one percent over what an arbitrary seventy five percent rule is. I, I don't know what everyone else's thought is on it. But, and I'll, you know, I'll, pipe just,
4: I'll pipe in just one more time, Pat, because I think the point, and I want to double this home as of my perspective, and I think you may share it, we're not calling for George Kittle to be suspended because if you look at that, the distribution, he had like six friggin' receivers with three touchdowns or, or two touchdowns. So in terms of the percentage, it's still fine. It just feels like there's a double standard there. And the, the mm-hmm. double standard isn't held to the same account with running backs and wide receivers. And with the way running backs are used so versily, uh, what is that word? <laughs>
0: so the, 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 vers-
4: the versatility that running backs have in real life, I think we we need to have some level of nuance. There shouldn't be such a, a line in the sand. And I know sometimes you got to do what you got to do because the way Madden does devs. But yeah, we're not calling out George Kittle for the record. I think it's it's all about the double standard. You got to have some kind of consistency, which is what I was bringing up earlier.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll go next. I I don't want to agree with you assholes too, but. I, I do think that – and I kind of brought this up earlier when we were talking about getting rid of dev games. I do think we have a, a tend to over-police things sometimes. And the carry rule, I get it. And I get why this rule was made too, right? You don't want that run, one running back who finishes with 23 touchdowns and no one else on his team has any. That's also super lame, and I don't think that's kind of realistic. But you got to – you know. You gotta hope that guys with giving their backup some, you know, touches because they have to and are forced to, that eventually one of these guys will pop one or two runs and maybe score a couple touchdowns uh, throughout the year. Um maybe we change the percentage. Maybe seventy-five for touchdowns is, you know, not right. Maybe you make it eighty-five. Maybe that will help. I don't uh, that. Because that because I think that feels like a more acceptable number. I think it's silly that you know, you get a guy like Babino who can finish with 75% and doesn't get suspended and then you at 76.2, you know, loses his dev trait and does. I do think that is silly, um, you know, being that one percentage over just because, you know, maybe your number worked out a little bit differently. You had one extra carry, whatever the case is, just the way the math works. You know, maybe maybe it's a thing where, hey, we don't want them to get. I think 100% of the touchdowns would be really dumb. I do think that would be silly. Maybe you'd up the number 85, 88, 90, even 90 maybe a little too high. But, you know, maybe we just change what that number is and, and make an adjustment. Um, the Kyrie rule, I do like where that's at. But, you know, wide receivers too, it does feel like they're a little bit more unpoliced than we police our running game. And with the way that we kind of lob the ball around in red zone, I feel it should be the other way. We should be encouraging teams that run the ball to run the ball, encouraging teams that don't run the ball to run the ball. I think as a league, we run the ball less in here than you're going to see in real life. Um, Guys want to just drop back and I'm super guilty of it. I want to throw the ball 60 times. And if I didn't have to run, I probably wouldn't. Um, You know, I just, I enjoy throwing the ball, you know, that's what I like to do. And I'm pretty good at it. So um it, it just feels differently the way these guys are policed that we have our wide receivers who kind of tend to have the crazy games where we're like all right what the hell do we need to look into this and the running back ones you know are at the end of the season the guys who are getting suspended so it does feel a little bit backwards to me um i don't want to agree with you guys but i kind of have to um let's get spencer's thoughts and then
0: andy if he's back spencer,
2: spencer. what are your thoughts on this
0: uh so regarding suspensions i think that's really interesting um that we discuss uh because jake talked about earlier in chat um that there are flaws to the rules that we have in place in the red zone yeah I um, hear me and that's there's definitely no debate about that uh, yes. Yes. some are just rules okay, cool because, yes, because, sure. um well, spencer's still sorry this stuff um that hurricane's getting those right rules now. are in place for a reason um can there be some adjustments made? Absolutely, I think that that's uh, there's always room for growth in our rule book, um, and I think with Madden, you know, twenty one, um, that there, you know, we there are some changes that we can make, um, and I think Jake hit the nail on the head there earlier. Uh, do I think um, that we should rule out dev games completely? I know JP talked about this earlier. Do I think we should rule those games out for running backs completely? I don't think so. Absolutely not. Um, I think Aaron Jones, uh, the game that Lefty had with Aaron Jones, I think was an excellent example of how we could do things um, in the red zone regarding those dev games. I think that um, that we we don't want to eliminate that aspect of the red zone because of uh, the issues that we have in conversation with other games. I think there are ways to go about it and uh, we just have to find those and it's trial and error, it's just part of what we do here in the league and it's, that's what makes the red zone great and I think earlier Jake, you did a good job of hitting on um, that it was, it was a good adult conversation I think uh, instead of going the route of saying you know, we're going to argue, we're going to fight about it, we're going to you know call each other names, we don't have to do that, we can discuss um, things like adults and I think that that needs to be something we do more in the red zone um, so I think suspensions I think i uh, glad that we didn't see as many as we did last cycle um, but yeah that's all I got on that Andy
2: I know you have a lot to say about
0: <laughs>
2: suspensions or changes in dev games what are your thoughts here
3: So uh, I want to publicly apologize to Spencer I didn't know he was talking um, but I agree with Jake as in the, you can't really control the touchdowns because what if one guy busts a 75-yarder and then, like, you can't help that. Um, I think the carry split is very good. But uh, the touchdowns could take some looking at just because that's something you can't really control. And especially if you're trying to win games and you're trying to also worry about giving your backup a, maybe a game-changing touchdown, um, that could be a little difficult. Uh, Dev change, Joe Mixon deserves X Factor, especially since the guys that are getting, um, we're supposed to get dev upgrades, are not getting them. We should give them to a guy that deserves it, like Joseph Mixon. Um, So let's start that (laughs) petition, let's sign it, let's protest, let's do whatever we need to do to get that to happen. Um, Hashtag Joe Mixon for X Factor.
1: (laughs) Alright, so I was unaware that he even got X Factor, I don't know how you did that. I'm proud of you, but... You fucked up and got it reversed. So what happened? Well, you're not because it's reversed. So so what happened?
3: Like, Cad led that junk, and no one watched that game. Let me go ahead and say that. I wouldn't watch a Bengals game. I know you would not. So no one watched it. But um, I'm not trying to throw dirt on anybody. But if I get a touchdown thrown on me down 20 with a minute and 11 to go, I'm throwing the ball, too, to Joseph Mixon. And it's not like it was 80-yard streaks. I would try to drive to about the 15 or 20, and on third down, I would throw him a streak route, and he caught it. That's not my fault that he wanted to catch it. Like, I would have kicked a field goal. It's not like I would have done it again. So, and people play me, that have played me, Joseph Mixon's the GOAT. He Like Prue said, Mixon is OP, and that is the definition of X factor, if you ask myself. So that's all I'm saying on this situation.
2: So I have one question because you you do make good points. And I think you went to my school of arguing suspensions because it's the same thing I said when Devontae Adams got suspended last year that no one watched the game and I shouldn't be suspended for people making up things. But I go into, because I heard this today, were you putting Mixon at wide receiver, auto-subbing him in, to put him in situations of score that he wouldn't normally be in?
3: No, it was an empty set. It's sure. not like I benched Tyler or Tyler Boyd and put Mix in there. It was an empty set where I had no running back back there. It was an empty set. So that's, it's
4: not that's like fine. I was I just okay. Okay. In. So, so so I think I think here's where we're at. I think you allowed a misunderstanding to take over and you you forfeited that conversation. There are some times well, where I being bad for JP a semper, watching that there, there are there are times where being a simper candidate can can hurt you. But I think if you feel this strongly about it, you should have said something at the time. Literally the only thing that happened when that was called out. And and for the record, you cannot take Cad seriously. He's All he does in the chat is go in and stir up shit. He, he doesn't take anybody seriously. He doesn't care about how you feel. He's just going to go in there and try and cause drama. That's what he does. That's his role. So what you, I would say, should have done would campaign as you are now, and try and give some legitimate answers. But what happened, and the only thing I knew, because I'm admitting I did not watch the game, is I came in the chat and you said, yeah, I was putting Mixon, Mixon was at wide receiver, I was throwing streaks to him. Like, like That, to me, felt like a, a, an admission of guilt, and then that was the end of it. But now, it's kind of flipping. Like We're way past it, and now you're kind of going back on what it was before. I think you kind of should have, if you really felt that strongly about it, you should have stood up for yourself and at least given yourself a chance if you were going to fight for it now you should have fought for it then if you lost you lost you should have like let it go but it's weird to me to have the admission of guilt and saying okay whatever then and then trying to bring it back up now that's where i'm at you should you should always fight for what you believe in at the time but if you lose you have to accept defeat that's where i'm at i'll
3: I'll you on that i just don't feel bad for jp what like taking time out of his day is like a day as a commissioner go watch that game just to feel like if my four and twelve team got an X factor, like it, like it's not like Joe Mixon get an X factor, which like helps, but not as much as a superstar would have to make a big difference. And he was talking about like now he has to go rewatch this game, and not against him because like people have lives outside of red zone, of course, and I would have felt bad. And then, what if the situation where it was kind of stat padding, then he wasted his time? You know what I'm saying?
4: It wouldn't have been. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from, but that, to, if I'm being fair to JP, that's his job. That's what he accepted. That's the responsibility he accepted when he took the commissioner job. I've been a commissioner, I was a commissioner for a fairly long time. It's a pain in the ass. He knows it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> he talks about it all the time. So if you. Believe in something that strongly. Give that to him. Make him waste his time. If it's stat padding and he tells you it's stat padding and takes it away, at least someone looked at it. You don't want to have a situation where you regret not even having a chance. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. I'll feel you.
1: Yeah. I'd be pitching up and down, bro. I don't yeah, know Oh, me you too. Do you? L- L- you see me today?
3: <laughs> yeah, I feel like I don't have that spot in the red zone yet. I'm still like, this is my fourth season. I'm trying yeah, but to earn my stripes feel, before I get here and go wrong. for people. I get it. I get
1: you don't yeah, want to be that guy. You got to speak up. Like yeah. If you feel something was unfair, at least get an explanation, right? Like Adele and JP are really great with they could take five minutes out of their day to sit down and explain why and have that conversation with you. You don't have to do it publicly in the main chat if you don't want to. Um, I don't think that they're going to say, leave me alone. Get out of here. Like I know both of them will explain to you, especially since you're newer and you're just trying to understand. They're absolutely going to take that time and sit down and be like, Hey, this is what we saw or this is what was explained to us. And then you can counter argue that they're not going to get mad at you for doing so. Um, nope. You know, if you're, if you're complaining about something where you're clearly in the wrong and, and, you know, and you're not letting you're it go standing, maybe you didn't understand something like, yeah, that's a different story. But you know, I, I think that you definitely should have uh, stuck to your guns there and put up a little bit more of a fight.
4: Hey man, live and learn. But,
1: yeah, we'll move on next if he gets another, you know, dev game the rest of the cycle. Unless <laughs> they take them away from us, you know, we'll uh He'll get a we'll dev game. You do. Don't you worry about that. He'll get a dev game. <laughs> yeah. Alright, couple topics left. Not much. Um I do wanna to go to this one. We are gonna bring one slice into this, it is the podcast. One of my favorite slices, that cheese slice. Is there anything cheesy any of you see going on right now? Maybe something that needs to be watched, something that needs to be addressed, something gameplay-wise that you see? I know Andy had something that he <laughs> spoke to me about. He was he was fired up. He was ready to talk this podcast, so I will give him the floor in a second. But for the rest of you, and please relay this to Spencer, um, anything that needs to be looked at? anything that you feel is lame, maybe OP, anything like that, obviously user pastors comes to mind because of how much it's been bitched about in chat. I disagree. Um, but we will start with Andy. I will give you the floor once again.
3: Um, I believe, like I said, I'm not the kind of guy that's going to try to call someone out yet. Um, I've experienced excessive hot routing and I've read the rule book a few times just to make sure I wasn't out of, out of pocket being a sore loser. Cause I am a bottom feeder at the moment. Um, but I read it, it said like, normally you, you run the play, like in the NFL, that's how they do it. But on crucial downs, if like, it's like two hot routes, every like third and short, I'm trying to get a stop to maybe go take a lead or get some momentum. And then here comes two hot routes. And like, I kind of know what they are, but at the same time, like if I didn't call a play to counter that hot route, then I'm kind of screwed, you know? So it's, I think hot routing needs to be looked at and addressed in certain games and it it fired me up. I was very pissed off, Emoji knows I was because I DM'd him about it.
1: Yeah, you were definitely hot, and I haven't seen you kind of blow up, but you were blown up a little bit in the PMs. It was pretty funny. (laughs) Um, You know, there is another guy in here who abuses hot routes as well, uh, especially defensively when he sits in cover two, but (laughs) we won't won't go into that just yet because I have to watch that for another four quarters coming up. Really looking forward to it. Is there anyone else who has anything that comes to mind?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll talk real quick. I'll kind of just go on what um, Andrew was saying, and the hot rod thing, yeah, it can be frustrating. It's a slippery slope to really try to make this a a hardcore rule. Like it's one of those things where, like, you do have to go. Like, if you if you thought it was really bad, you need to put your own, you know, data behind it. Get some clips, show it, bring it to Adele and do it because it's not something that you can easily have an argument with in main chat because. It's not 100% that you know he's hot running all the time. You know, you know, we we don't get the play art after the play. You know, you'd have to go back to if he was streaming to check it. And, you know, so it's just a really slippery slope to go down to start calling people out on all the time. Because there's so many other things that they can be doing pre-adjustment that isn't just putting a guy in the street. I know you can see the run, the wide receivers make moves sometimes and do it. But it's not 100% that that's always what's happening. So it's a slippery slope to go down. But, yeah, the cheesiest thing in the league is, you know, when someone just spams the same defense over and over again. And, you know, a team's just incapable of stopping it. Like, I just don't know why a defense would, you know, use cover two when – you know, the other team just can't throw on it. I, it's dumb that they would keep using it. Right, it, it makes right. no so, sense. But
1: when you're running cover two and then you hot route your middle linebacker to cover the deep third, you're no longer in a cover two, you cheesy fuck. It's a totally different play. So now you're in a cover two. Yeah, but you don't, you don't run with your
2: quarterback, so that spy is pointless. So yeah, I'm not going to lose the
1: guy. There's is no spy. spy. There's no spy in that play. I have the same playbook. I know what you're running. The guy's supposed to be sitting in a cover two. You send him deep to cover the deep third. I will
2: show you the play. There is a spy as the other linebacker in that. Should have come in in the the dollar.
1: Third. now you're creating a whole new play how is that sim hey. and mm-hmm. you do it every third down beat it all right okay well, give me two hours and i will <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> jake do you have anything uh no you
4: you know me i've always been one of the more optimistic guys with how people operate on the field i i have had con- issues here and there i since I didn't go first, I had plenty of time to think about it. I really can't think of anything. I've been in this league for eight years of my life, and I think where we are now uh, is as clean as we have ever been. There's little and things so. here. That, yeah, there's little things here and there. Moji, you've been here just as long as I have, man. You they, These games, my, my issues with everybody I play are completely off the field. When I'm scheduling with Metal Skull or I'm you know, I have somebody do something in the chat, or like it there's never really on the field issues for me. Right. I can't speak for everybody else, but that's just how I feel. I, I feel we're we're in a great spot in the red zone on the
1: field. Even the little shit that I nitpick now is hands oh down, my, it's amazing. not even clear. Compared, to, compared to like season
4: it. fifteen, I'm playing SNAZ, like it's night
1: and day. Right. Right, or Fan or some of those yeah. guys. Yeah. It's that was some real lobby ball shit, like you load up to quick play and it was brutal. Um, yeah, we're in a much better spot as a league overall. Um, I, do, I do think there are things that come up from time to time like that, but, um, <laughs> you know, there's a it's, – it's definitely a better space now. Um, I don't know if you guys want to kick this to Spencer, see if he has anything to add.
4: Spence, any cheesy things you're seeing on the field that you would like to call out, something that the league needs to watch?
0: I'll be honest, man. I think, uh, I think the gameplay, like, like Jake, I think I agree with you once again. Um, the gameplay is, and I've only been here since like Madden 18, and I think the gameplay now just looks really good. Um, we've just thrown in the D-line stuff. That has been, you know, very well regulated. Uh, you know, the live and pray stuff, you know, that's that's really, there's nothing to that. You know, that's we've seen that in this league, you know, since I've been here, but it's never been an issue. But somebody, I mean, people have to find something because they're never satisfied. But I really think gameplay-wise, there's nothing in particular that I can think of that is problematic. I think we're in a really good spot. We have a really good core group of guys, gameplay wise, um, and it's 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 really good to see all of that come together.
4: Definitely agree. There will always be something like you said, but uh, maybe maybe guys like me and me, me and Moji are spoiled because of what we put up with versus what we do now. So uh, some of the the newer guys may see something like, that's bullshit. Like you don't really understand really what bullshit is when it comes to red zone. But you you could be right. But I definitely agree. Everything is good.
1: Awesome. Um, all right, cool. I wanted to keep this under two hours just for the listeners, um, so we are creeping up on that quickly. Um, I guess we will end this podcast going with predictions, unless there's another topic any of you would like to discuss. Um, but let's do playoff predictions. Um, I guess we will go with each person and give me your Super Bowl and your winner. Jake, I'll let you start.
4: All right. So I've made it uh, no secret whatsoever that the Cardinals will be representing the A- the NFC, excuse me, in the Super Bowl for. Uh, season 63. The AFC is a much tougher task. I, I have to take this moment to really emphasize how much I love the new NFL setup with the seven teams with only one oh, team sure. getting a playoff. Right. I, love, I love that wildcard weekend is going to be phenomenal now going forward. Um, I, I'm going to go the unconventional route. Uh, I'm never going to pick myself for one of these things. I don't know how many people are picking you, Moji, but I'm going to say we're going to see the New York Jets and the Arizona Cardinals in the Super Bowl this year. And my winner, winner, because the AFC is so tough, i got to say if that is the Super Bowl and that's the one I'm predicting, the Cardinals, as I said earlier, are going to win their first Super Bowl.
1: I like it. Pat?
2: Yeah, so it's going to be that we're going to get a great Allen Bowl AFC Championship. Jake is going to win. He is then going to get to go play the Packers in the Super Bowl, and Jake is going to win the Super Bowl because he can easily beat Lefty, and that is my um, Super Bowl winner.
1: Awesome. Um, Andy, your thoughts, your predictions. Uh,
3: My Super Bowl prediction is I have Toph against Jake, and I think Toph will come out on top just because Jake is going in with a rookie quarterback, and Toph's defense is – Very good. Um, I think Toph might – I don't know if it's the easy pick, but obviously best record, so you would think that. Um, But I got Toph over Jake. But Jake could put me wrong with Cameron Killings because he has been very hot with
0: him.
1: Um, Ask Spencer. Spencer, Uh, Spencer, who do
0: you got? All right. um, I got Denver representing the AFC um, I know it's a very cliche pick, but, you know, I, I really think Aston will find a way to sneak into that Super Bowl spot. And then I got Arizona representing the NFC, but I do have Ramesu beating Aston on a last-second field goal.
4: <laughs> That's a very specific
0: prediction, but I love it. Moji? <laughs> I hope yeah, that comes I through. Yeah. Have- if it happens, because I couldn't hear it, you know, um, <laughs> I'll end this. my, my cash Is going yeah. to
1: be, I know Jake mentioned earlier his team is not where he would like it to be. I don't know if that matters in the playoffs. So, give me the Denver Broncos and Aston. And I'm going with a repeat give me the San Francisco. 49ers. Wow, he got hot late. He's a hot team heading into the playoffs. I think he has a lot of momentum right now. He didn't start the year great. Has a lot of momentum, kind of came out of nowhere, just like last year. Teams weren't – no one was talking about him to win. Everyone was high on the Cardinals, high on the Eagles, high on the Bucks. Give me the Niners over the Broncos in the Super Bowl. I'll even give you a score. I'm going to go, like, 27 to 17. Bananas. All right. Yeah, I'm taking the Niners. Give me the repeat. That team's won a lot of championships in the last two Maddens. I, you know, yeah, for sure. I think I have the odds on my side here. Is there anything else we would like to speak about?
2: Yeah, Moj, I just got one final word before I get out of here, and that's um, that's just um, good game, good game.
1: <laughs> no, he
4: did I it think. on the pod.
1: That's muted for the rest of the podcast. Anyone else have anything to say? If that's it. Awesome I appreciate you Super letting us up. No, I
2: appreciate you jumping on.
1: Know, Who's what? What happened?
3: So, if someone wins the Super Bowl, can I walk away saying I beat the Super Bowl winner?
1: You can say that you beat the Super Bowl winner that season. Yes, I think anomalous. I think we
4: should give Andrew an honorary ring if Aston wins the Super Bowl. What exactly. Do you
3: think? Just because I, I got unlucky like and didn't it make it, that obviously proves I could win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Emoji,
1: <could've And what laughs> I can unmute myself. Ah. He just didn't want to. If if he wanted to, he could win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I like that. Exactly. All right. So next year, I want to see you try. I'm glad Mixon's not suspended, so let's see what you could do. Well, if he um, would
3: have, we would have had another hour on this. thing.
1: I'll tell you that. <laughs> I guess that's it. I don't have anything else I'd like to touch on. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this one as well. Hopefully, it was as good, if not better, than the first one. Kind of sucks that this software does not allow me to hear Spencer, so we will not be using this again. This was a failed experiment, Told but you. hopefully, it comes out good in the... Fuck you, Jake. Hopefully, it comes out good in the pod, Um Red Zone, I thank you. Wild Card Weekend is here. Let's get through this shit. Let's not have a one-week off season. Hopefully, that is a little bit more compact this year. And we kind of flew through the last season, so let's keep up the momentum. Red Zone, I love you. Anyone else? Bye. Bye. Go Jets.
0: Yeehaw, baby.